Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. If you're just now joining us, I want to welcome you again to the Way Church of Tampa Bay, and we're going to encourage you to be involved during service this morning. Don't simply turn it on and walk away and wash dishes, but sit and allow the word to really be implanted into your hearts and in your spirit. Let us receive Pastor King. I don't know about anybody else this morning. But I need the Lord to reach me. Somebody say, reach me, Lord. I don't need a pastor to reach me. I don't need a friend to reach me. But I need the Lord to reach me. Somebody say, reach me, Lord. The good news about God is he's omniscient. That means he's all-knowing. He's all-wise. So I can't, if I can't figure out your need, God can. Somebody say, Lord, reach me. That's good news to me that he'll reach me wherever he finds me. He can reach me. Lord, we need you to reach us this morning. God, there are some specific needs that your people have this morning. So God, now reach us. God, many of us are dealing with issues, God, that we can't even fathom. So now, Lord, reach us. Every heart that believes, say, Lord, reach me. Reach us today, God, we pray. Now give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. It's so good to see everybody in the house of the Lord this morning. I want us to go to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. I want us to look at verses 1 through 2. Ephesians chapter 5. I've been on this sermon series called Do You Love Me? I believe the Lord has a love that we can give him that he's pleased with. I want us to continue in that vein this morning. The Bible declares this. I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love. Somebody say walk in love. As Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. Verse number two says, and walk in love as Christ has also loved us and given himself for us. That's good news. And an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to minister from this subject this morning, the hope in love, the hope in love. I believe we're in a generation where people have given up hope in love. As the cliche says, we've looked for love in all the wrong places, so folk have given up in love. Um, but I, I need us to understand, we can have a desire to love, but if we don't display love, it means nothing. If you, you, you can desire all you want to love me, but if you don't display it, that desire means nothing. And for many believers, I, I don't think that many lack the ability to desire to love God or love others, but it's our inability to display that love. 
I think that's where the difficulty comes in. Many of us can say, I want to love that person. But as we learned on last week, many people make it hard to love them. It's difficult to love people that have deceived you. If you can be honest, it's difficult. It's difficult to love people who have demeaned us. It's, it's difficult to love people, and let's just be quite plain with it, who are simply demonic. Somebody say that's difficult. When I've got, when God is calling me to love people that I know, somebody say that are nasty. It makes it hard to love them. Uh, but despite what the Bible says, some people make displaying love to them difficult. I know what the Bible says, but the reality is that as believers, we're called to display love to those who are difficult to love. Uh, I know we don't like that, but that's what we're called to do. Consider the words of Jesus in the beginning portion of Matthew 5, 44. It says, but I say to you, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples to love your enemies. So Jesus here is challenging believers to love challenging people. I, I don't know if y'all ever been around people that are just challenging to be around. And, and Jesus here is saying, I need you to love challenging people. And it's, I believe it's beyond those that simply won't love us back. But it's, it, God is saying, I need you to love those that have harmed you. I ain't talking about the folk that you wanted to get into relationship with and they just didn't seem into you like like you thought they would. No, God is saying, I need you to love folk that have harmed you, folk that have been hostile to you and many times even folk that hate you. And if we can be honest, the most rational thing any sensible person would ask is why? Why should I try to love somebody that's trying me? If, if, you, if, if we can just be honest, why should I try to love somebody you know they trying you? Why, 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 God? I'm, I'm sensible. I'm rational. Because if it's dependent upon our qualifications, there are those who we would deem as not deserving of our love. Especially if you're going to despise me. You ain't worthy of me loving you. And many of us would even declare that many folk that we see along this journey called life are not even deserving of God's love. Y'all may not say that out loud, but I know you mean it. Yet I believe the reason that Jesus calls us to love our enemies is because there is a hope in love. In other words, when we endure to love our enemies are those that are difficult to love. Watch this. There becomes an expectation from that love. In other words, there's a level of hope. Somebody say expectation. expectation. And this is why I watch what Romans 5 and 5 declares. I don't know if I have it on our screen, but it says now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given who was given to us. Because when love is poured out, not just towards our enemies, but all that we encounter, it produces hope. Oh, that's good news to me, y'all. That there's something that is done in the lives of those who are recipients of that love. Uh, there's an expectation that God has on their life when they can receive a level of love. And somebody say, not just any kind of love. We, we said last week it has to be this holy love. In other words, God has an expectation for even those that we, um, we um, find it difficult to love. And this is why we're required to love them. So here's the critical question we got to ask ourselves. What reflection of love produces hope? 
How must we endure in love so that it produces an expectation in the life of another? I want to have a level of expectation if you go, if I'm going to try to love you while you try me. In our text, we find Jesus instructing the disciples to love in a manner that may seem hard, yet a love that produces hope. Because the reality is that there's hope in love. And my prayer this morning is that our love for others is never in vain. I think the saddest thing that we want to do is that we try to love somebody and we're disappointed that we put so much effort into folk that we really despise. Nobody wants to be disappointed that I put all of my energy into this relationship to love you. And now I become somebody say disappointed. But God says there's there's hope in love. There's an expectation that we should have when we endure in love. And I believe we can take hold of that expectation as we glean wisdom from our text. So let us look at our text. If if we want to love folk and not be disappointed, I'm going to tell you all what we need to do. The first portion of the text says, and walk in love. A a love that does not disappoint is a love that's demonstrated. Somebody say demonstrated. One of the greatest reasons why the world is so skeptical of the love of those who call themselves Christians is that many Christians know how to declare love, but we don't know how to demonstrate love. and, and, And watch this. Many, this is the calling or the hallmark of the Christian should be love. But the world says the reason I don't want to have no business with the church, with church folk, with people who call themselves Christians is because we know how to declare love, but we don't know how to demonstrate love. Uh, If we can be honest, we have too many so-called believers that are nosy, nasty, and watch this, that get on our last nerves. And they love to say that they love folk. You're so nasty, nosy, and you getting on my nerves. And watch this. They're not just nasty to the world. Somebody say they nasty in church. You know, I'm at the point in my walk with God that I want to kick nasty folk out the church. Watch this. Don't say, don't try to talk to me if you can't talk to me in church. You got folk that say they love you and they'll walk right past you without even saying, somebody say good morning. It don't hurt to say good morning. Put a little smile on your face. Somebody say, stop being so nasty. In the church, this is in the church, y'all. This is why the hope in love requires that we must reflect a love that is demonstrated. Notice what our foundational text says. To walk in love. In other words, our love for others cannot be confined to words, but our love for others must be walked out in works. We need to be able to see the love that you say you have for me. Somebody say, I need to see it. This means, watch this, sometimes I need you to sow into my need and not just have sympathy. You, I, I feel bad for you, girl. I know you're going through, but what you going to do about that? Sometimes I need you to carry my burden with me and not just say you crying for me. I know you say you love me, but can you show me? Sometimes I need people to partner with me in my deliverance and not just say you'll pray for me. And because if we can be honest, there are times where we don't need nobody sending us another text but about how much they care. But we need confidence that they care. And somebody say that's through demonstration. Folk can call you. Folk can text you. Folk can watch this. Even go out to eat with you and say, I love you so much and never demonstrate it. 
You know, I think one of the saddest things about my journey as a pastor, as so many folks said, I'm so proud of you, Keith. I, I can't believe you're doing this. Oh, I thank God for what you're doing and never demonstrate that love towards me. They say they're with me, but I do not see that they're with me. I'm tired of folk telling me that they're with me and I cannot see it. Somebody say, I need to see it. I need to see it. Oh, be, uh, and watch this. Uh, hear, hear this. You, you, uh, a love has to be demonstrated. Somebody say, you better ask somebody, wife. Stop all that loving and stop all that lying and love them with your life. You got husbands telling their wives that I love you, but I can't see it with your life. If you don't say you love me, I need to see it with your life. Somebody say, I need to see it with your life. You don't love me, you just lying. And this is why Paul even speaks of God's love in this manner. Notice what Romans 5 and 8 says. The Bible says, if you can go to the next screen, oh, it's there. But no, that's it. But God demonstrates. Somebody say demonstrate. God don't just tell us he loves us. He demonstrates it. The reason that many of us know God loves us is because he demonstrated it. So if God demonstrates his own love towards us, it begs to wonder, watch this. I know this may sound controversial, but the reality is for many of us, it was not in his word that we learned he first loved us. See, y'all don't like that. I know we grew up in church. I know your grandma took you to church in Sunday school, but it was not in his word. And watch this. I did not know God loved me until I saw it in his works towards me. Listen, I grew up in church. My grandma used to take me to church. I used to pretend like I was still asleep and she would drag me out of the bed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I watched this. I grew up and I was still living wicked. I heard about his love, but I never saw his love demonstrated. And it was not until I got in college that I realized all this mercy and how he covered me and how folk that were doing the same thing had, had, had fall, befallen in so much wickedness and all kind of troubles. And I realized, God, how you love me. When somebody could do one thing and their whole life be ruined. And I realized, God, you really love me. And that was the day where I said, I got to live for you. Because it was not in the Bible. It was not in a devotional. It was not from a text with a scripture. But it was because God's love was demonstrated. Oh, that's good news to me, y'all. That, that, that his love is demonstrated. Uh, it was his works in our lives that caused us, watch this, to believe his word. I know his word is, 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 is without error. But I needed his works for me to believe his word. It was God's healing we received when the doctors didn't know what to do. Somebody say, demonstrate it. It was God's help we received when everyone turned their backs on us. Somebody say, it was demonstrated. And it was God's history. This for me, y'all, it was his history of kindness. Watch this, when we didn't want history with him. Oh, that's good news to me. When God can be kind to me. And his history of kindness, when I didn't want history with God. It, 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 it was this demonstrated love. It was a demonstration of God's love that caused us to put our hope in him and in his word. And in like manner, it will be our demonstration of love that will produce hope in the life of another. Uh, therefore, the critical questions we got to ask ourselves is, uh, do we declare love more than we demonstrate love? Is our walk with God? Y'all know I'm tired of churches that got love in their title, but don't demonstrate love. We got love in our values, but don't demonstrate love. 
as I walk with God, watch this, a tangible reflection of love. And, and tangible, tangible means I can touch it. I, I, I want somebody to be able to see and touch and know that, that my love for them is somebody say is real. The quickest way to get a divorce is to declare a love that you do not discriminate, dis de demonstrate. Y'all heard what I just said? The quickest way to get a divorce is to declare a love that you are unwilling to demonstrate. The declare might get you in the, in the room, but the demonstration will keep you there. Uh, to keep you there. Uh, watch this, because if we have an inability to answer these questions with confidence, then we just may have an inability to produce someone's hope in love. Somebody's lost hope in love. We know the word, but we don't believe it. Somebody needs your demonstration. And this is why 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 6 speaks of love in this manner. Notice what it says. Love suffers long. 4 through 6 speaks of love in this manner. Notice what it says. Love suffers long. Love is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. It does not be behave rudely. Somebody say, I can see that. Love does not seek its own. It's not provoked. It thinks no evil. It does not rejoice in, in, in iniquity. Somebody say, I can see that. But it rejoices in truth. Uh, we can't declare these things concerning a love that is only said, but it requires a love that needs to be seen. Somebody say, demonstrate it. The only way we can recognize love is when it's really demonstrated. This is why somebody hear this. Mama is telling their daughter, if he be known you and she know you, he don't love you. Somebody is trying to tell somebody, daughter, if he's be known you and she know he, he don't love you. He is demonstrating what's in his heart and it's not his devotion towards you. I, I've got to be able to see that you love me. Oh, somebody say, I need to see that you love me. Because watch this. If somebody can't demonstrate that love towards you, I would question that de declaration of love. That's a critical question. You got folk. I'm telling you, you got mamas that say, I love you. But I, I, I don't see it. I, I don't see no demonstration of it. I, I got you got folk in your life that say, I'll always be there for you. But they never demonstrate it. Hear this, I'm giving y'all some wisdom. It's okay to, to, to allow them to speak lies if they want to, and they can declare all they want, but at some point they got to demonstrate it. And if folk never demonstrate what they declare, somebody say, don't believe them. All right, y'all, I hope y'all take heed to that. And this is why if we desire to produce hope in love in the life of another, it will require a love that is demonstrated. Let's look at the next portion of the text. The Bible says, as Christ also has loved us. Love that produces hope is not situational, it's steadfast. In other words, many people will only love people based on certain criteria. But the love of Christ is not like that. I need y'all to hear me and hear me good. This is why our foundational text admonishes us to love as Christ also has loved us. So the critical question is, we've got to ask ourselves, is how has Christ loved me? If God, you're telling me to love folk like you, your son has loved me. How did Christ love me? Uh, here's what I need us to say. I don't know. I think I may have put it on the screen. Romans 5 and 8 says it like this. Did, did I? No, I didn't. But notice what Romans 5 and 8 says. While we were still sinners. Somebody say sinners. In other words, he loves us and he loved us and still loves us despite of us. 
So, so, so if I want to produce um, evers, in other words, notice this, God loved us despite our faults. He loved us despite our failures and he loved us even despite our flaws. Our lack of perfection did not stop him from pouring out love towards us. Isn't, this is the response of a perfect God. If a perfect God can say, despite their lack of perfection, I'm going to pour out my love on us. It begs to wonder why imperfect people can't love imperfect people. The problem is too many believers think they're perfect. We got believers that think more highly of themselves than they ought. This is why, watch this, it's so easy for pastors to manipulate the sheep. Because pastors make themselves as perfect people. And then we find ourselves in trouble. This is why it's so quick for people in the pulpit to demean the folk in the pew. Because we've deemed ourselves as perfect. We think more highly of ourselves than we also. If God is saying, I'm going to love imperfect people, how can we as imperfect people not love imperfect people? Ah, not, no, so here's the reality. I don't know if y'all gonna like this. This means the distant parent, we must love them despite their distance. Y'all know that that, that, that that don't feel good. That parent that's been distant my whole life, my whole life, God is saying, despite of the distance, you've got to love them. I know y'all may not like this, but that disobedient child, I know they 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 done got you, they done kept you up in the midnight hour. I know you probably even had to bail them out a few times. And I'm not always talking about in the natural, but you had to bail them out of some situations. But God says, you got to love that disobedient child. Somebody say, despite of. Oh, that's difficult, y'all. And watch this, even that draining co-worker, y'all got them. We must love them despite them being draining. Because watch this, Jesus admonishes us with these words in Matthew 5, 44, and this is what I have on the screen. Notice this, bless those who curse you. Ooh. Do good to those who hate you, oh God, and pray for those who spitefully use you. And somebody say, persecute you. Ooh, somebody say, Lord, help me. Oh, Lord, help me. This means even when we suffer from another person's shortcomings, we are still called to love them. Watch this. Even when we suffer from another person's shortcomings, we're still called to love them. And watch this. You, if, you, if you can be honest, you've had some shortcomings in your own life that you cause other people to suffer. I'm so glad that Serena loves me despite my shortcomings. And watch this. Even some of my shortcomings has caused her to suffer. God says, I need you. And this is one of the reasons why I didn't lose hope in love. That was one of the most challenging times of my life. I consider it challenging, but it was a shortcoming that I was not um, particularly proud of. And my wife said, even though I suffered as a result of your shortcoming, I'm going to love you. And it caused me not to give up hope and love. And many of us have given up hope and love because people didn't love us despite our shortcomings. Somebody say, love me despite my shortcomings. And watch this, and I say this for many of us, if we can be honest, we need somebody to pray for us when the Lord asks us to pray for somebody who persecuted us. Uh, we say things like, pray for me because I don't want to pray for them. Oh, come on, for them. Because watch this, I'm going to lay hands on them and it ain't going to be the kind of hands you're doing to me. 
Therefore, somebody may be asking, why is this type of love significant? Especially when you don't know what they did to me. Because watch this. When we can reflect a love, a despite of love, those who receive it remember. Somebody, somebody, what am I trying to say? Consider the prodigal son, some of y'all who went to Sunday school. The father gave him treasures before his time. In other words, he didn't have the character to steward what was set aside for him. He asked for his inheritance. The father knew that his character, somebody say, was raggedy. But he even still yet caused him to receive his inheritance before time. And watch this, by our definition, the son did not deserve it, but because of the love of the father, he did it despite of the son's flaws. And because, watch this, of this reflection of love, the son remembered the father's love. Oh, this is why the beginning portion of Luke 5, 7, 15, 17 speaks of the son in this manner. And when he came to himself. That means when we can love people despite of people, we can have hope that at some point they're going to come to their senses. You're going to do me like that. I need you to remember that I loved you. And come. Somebody say, I need somebody to come to their senses. For I knock them into their senses. Uh, that means those who once attacked us will remember our love and apologize. I, I'm praying for that day. Those that once neglected us will come to their senses and say they have need for us. Yeah. And those who will misuse us will remember our love. Watch this and beg for mercy from us. I need folk to come to their senses and watch this. You going off of them ain't going to cause them to come to their senses. You running away and not answering the phone, they ain't going to come to their senses. But if you can reflect the love despite of them, God says, I'll cause them, somebody say, to remember. To remember. Oh, that's good news. In other words, come to their senses. It's hard yet, it's hard for another to come to their senses when you are unwilling to love them despite their sin. It's hard, it's hard, y'all. But here's a word of wisdom. Because I need y'all to, I don't want y'all to walk away from this thinking Pastor Keith's crazy. This does not mean that we love people without boundaries. But this does mean that our love does not have bounds. I hope y'all caught what I said. This does not mean I don't love you with boundaries. Uh, But my love still doesn't have bounds. In other words, you don't have to physically reach me for my love to reach you. That's good news to me. Listen, I can love you from over the phone. I can love you right here from my house while you at your house. Because sometimes we've got to set around. Somebody say boundaries. Oh, yeah, I can still love you, girl, but I ain't doing no lunch with you. I'm setting up boundaries. Watch this. That means you can love those who abuse you from afar. Because it don't make no sense that folk have abused you. Mentally, emotionally, even physically. No, I ain't no fool. I'm going to set up some, somebody say boundaries. But I can love you right, right, watch this, from right here. You ain't got to come to my house for me to love you because watch this, you still need to love people with wisdom. And the problem is, we think that we got to be physically in full presence to love them and that's why he's still being you upside your head. Somebody say, I need wisdom. I'm going to love you, but I'm going to love you with wisdom. You still wicked, boy. Okay, y'all don't like that. Because even more, watch this. I need y'all to hear this as well. Just because I have compassion on your condition does not mean I condone, watch this, your carnality. 
I can have compassion. And see, this is where the church is messed up. We got this inclusive church and everybody, everybody's loved by God. Yes, they are, but I'm not condoning your carnality. Anybody can come into this church, but I will not condone their carnality. Did y'all hear what I just said? I'm going to have compassion on your condition. I don't know what got you into that place. I don't know why you're there. And I understand I have a level of compassion that your life is in shambles. But listen here, daughter, I do not condone your carnality. I need y'all to hear what I just said. You can love people from afar. You can have compassion on their condition and still not condone their carnality. Sin is still sin and holiness. Somebody say it's still right. But just as the Lord loved us, despite of us, we're called to do likewise in the lives of others. I'm, listen, y'all, I'm learning to love folk from afar. There's folk that I know did not treat me right, but you'll never know it. I'm still going to see them and I'm going to still say, hey, though, I pray all is well with you. Listen, just stay right there. I still love you. But I've got to set some boundaries up in my life. Because somebody say I'm protecting me. And I'm protecting my love that I have for you. Because if you get too close, my love might change. I got to protect. I'm protecting me. And I'm protecting my love I have for you. Because when we can do so, we can have a hope and love. And so can someone else. And watch this. I need, need y'all to hear this as well. Even when they remember, don't mean you need to receive them again. Did y'all hear what I just said? Because some folk, watch this. I heard Bishop... T. Anthony Bronner said in this manner, it's not that I don't like it anymore. It's just not available. So folk that have abused you, even abused children, I know they may remember and try to repent and all of that, but watch this. That seed might still be in them. And if I got kids, listen, I know you remember, but I ain't got to receive you. Okay, I hope y'all heard that too. Because folks still need deliverance. Somebody say folks still need deliverance. Because when we can do so, we can have hope and love and someone else can as well. Now hear this and I'm going to be out your way. The Bible says, and giving himself for us. A love that is directed by self is a love that will always disappoint. What do I mean? A love that produces hope must be a love that has no agenda. If you're going to love me, don't have no agenda. Don't love me if you're trying to change me, convince me. I watch this. I even creep with me. Oh, yeah, that, that's, I don't know if y'all know that, that's old school. That's, I don't know how old school that is. But folk will, watch this, will try to love you to convince you. Will try to love you to convince, to change you. And watch this, they will love you. So somebody say, to creep with me. They, they, they creep. They creep. I heard they Listen, back in my generation, they said we, they run in missions. Y'all, y'all might not know what, all that is, is, is late night missions. Y'all just understand what I'm trying to say. Because watch this. A love with motives will not move me. We've got to declare that. Somebody say a love with motives will not move me. When you don't understand God's love, you will cause a love with motives to move you. And this is why many of us have got caught up in situations that we had no business in. Uh, And the sad reality is that many to include believers love people, watch this, with motives. Love people to get something out of them rather than to get love to them. So as soon, watch this, as they stop getting something out of you, they stop loving you. Ah, ah, I thought you loved me. I know. Listen, my situations have changed. I can't go in my pockets anymore. Why? Did you stop picking up my call? 
Because when people have motives concerning their love, this is a good litmus test. You will always know that people have motives who love you when they stop loving you, when you stop giving them what they want. Help us today, God. When you stop giving in to their begging, they stop loving you. When you stop paying their bills, they stop loving you. And watch this. When you stop letting them in your bed, they stop loving you. God, God has changed my life when we tell them, I'm trying to live for God. I love you. But can we just wait until we get married? And they stop loving you. Somebody say, that's motives. That's not the kind of love that God is looking for. You got folk like that. Somebody say Christian folk. This is why a love void of an agenda is significant. Because a love void of an agenda, watch this, will always abound. Somebody say remain. That means after your agenda is filled, I need to know, will your love remain? If you, your agenda is not filled, your love is not likely to remain. And there's no hope in that. Somebody say there's no hope in that. When folk got agendas, what about, I know you love me because I was so fine and I had it all together. But what happens when I start adding a little weight to my life? What happens when y'all know the headline start receiving, receiving when Serena still loves me? And the reason I know she loves me without any agendas is because time has catching up to all this fineness. Come on. And she still love me, y'all. She still love me, y'all. She love me. She love me. And this is why I love that produces hope in another. It's a love, watch this, I need a love that dies to self. Notice what our foundational text says, and giving himself for us. In other words, Christ's only agenda was to love others because it was the Father's agenda. He said, I know that the Pharisees are talking about me. I know that the Sadducees are trying to um, demean me, but he said that the only reason that I can love folk that would once say Hosanna in the highest and then next, a few weeks later, say crucify him yeah. is because it was the Father's agenda. Yeah. So we've got to ask ourselves, is I, am I loving people based on my agenda or the Father's agenda? Because your love will look totally different when it's the Father's agenda. So this means when you're, when you're married and everybody told you that it was going to be well and all that, you must have forgot the vows. It says, in sickness and in health. We've got to know that in times of trouble and in times of joy, if I look through the lens of the Father and his agenda, I can do it when they ain't got no money. I can do it when they, when they have little and when they have much. Because it's not my agenda. Somebody say, it's the Father's agenda. So the critical question is that, can you love another just because that's what the Father desires of you? Oh, because that's a love that dies to self. Notice what Ephesians 5.25 says. Husband, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Paul was admonishing husbands to love their wives sacrificially for the sake of the Father. And it is the same manner of love that produces life and hope in the life of another when, when we can only love somebody say without an agenda can we love another not from what we can get from them because what we why, uh, uh, because we are determined to get love to them uh, Yeah, that's critical y'all I hope y'all heard that can we love another not from what we can get from them because, but because we're determined to get love to them 
can we love with no agenda but as a result of the Father's agenda? That's a critical question, y'all. If you can't love somebody like that, and listen, people don't make it easy. So if it's somebody that is hard to love in that way, you got to sit yourself down and ask God to do a work in you. God, that one right there. God, that, that, that one right there. You're going to have to do something in me. God, you know my history with that one right there. So God, I see that ain't going to change, so you're going to have to change something in me. Because I've got my own agenda concerning them. But God, say, I want you to be pleased with me. Somebody say, God, I want you to be pleased with me. So I've got to learn to love them as a, as a result of the Father's agenda. Because notice what 1 Corinthians 13, 5 says. Love does not seek its own. Because the Lord, a love that the Lord seeks and that people need is a love that does not seek its own. I think that's one of the greatest things to know somebody loves you and they don't have an agenda behind it. The the most, if you want to be secure in any relationship, I've got to know that Serena loves me with no agenda. Listen, I know I may have had a little something. I may have had a little, you may have had a little piece of change. You may have thought that this is the reason why people want to be attached to you. But the real most secure love is that they love you with no agenda. Somebody say people need that. Somebody say, I need that. So it, got, it has to start with us. And that's why a love that produces hope in another is a love that dies itself. Hear this, I'm done. We live in a time where people have lost hope in love. Many have lost faith in love because the love that they have seen, watch this, y'all know it, it's been fake, it's been faulty, and it has failed. We've put our trust and our hope in people that have loved us, and we found out that that love was fake. We found out that that love was faulty. And watch this, we invested. Listen, I've seen folk that have invested years into marriages. And then they found out that that love had failed. Somebody say, that's a a sad tragedy. So this is why as believers, we're called to display a different kind of love. A love that produces hope in another. In other words, there's an expectation in the life of another as we endure to love them. And this is why a love that produces hope in another, it requires a love that is demonstrated. It's time out for just declaring that we love folk and we got to demonstrate it. We, somebody say, I've got to demonstrate it. We've got to love folk despite of, because somebody say, I'm not perfect. If I'm imperfect, I can love imperfect people. Watch this, I got to love people with a love that dies to self. And now I believe this type of love gives hope in the life of another. But here's the good news. There is hope that God has when we can love folk in this kind of way. You know that God, God is looking down and he sees us loving on folk in this kind of way. And he has a hope. Let me tell you what kind of hope he has. Can we, can we keep going? The Bible says, notice what the last portion of Ephesians 5, 2 says. An offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet swell, smelling aroma. This means God's hope is that if we can love people in such a way that it will draw them to him. Yeah. You know, because here's the problem. We've tried to change folk who were nasty, who were nosy, and who got on our nerves. And they even got close in our proximity, and it did not work. And God said it wasn't supposed to work. And this is why when women, I'm not talking about y'all, but y'all got to hear me. Women try to change men, you don't have that ability to do it. Men that try to change women, you don't have that ability to do it. 
The greatest thing you can do is get them to God. Because God is saying, I will work on the things that make them difficult. But God first, they have to first be drawn to him. That's why the Bible says, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. God is saying, don't worry about how difficult they are. Don't worry about how draining they are. Don't don't worry about all of that. But I need you to get them to me. If they can have hope and love. Watch God's hope is that that love draws them to him. Oh, that's good news, y'all. So the folk that we try to change, the folk that we try to convince, God says, let me do that. I know there's somebody in our lives that we, we know, let's stand to our feet, that we need God to work on. But the first thing that God wants to do before they can, he can work on them, God has to work on our love in us. God has a hope in that kind of love. And it will produce hope in the life of another if we can love people in this manner. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We honor you, God, for who you are. Matter of fact, God, we honor you, God, that while we were yet sinners, you demonstrated your love towards us, that you sent your son to die for us. And for that, God, we say thank you. God, we honor you, God, for loving us first. Loving us with a love that was demonstrated. Loving us, God, with a love, God, despite of us. And loving us, God, with a love that dies to self. Christ gave himself for us. And for that, we say thank you. And God, you said in your word in Ephesians 5 and 1, let us then now be imitators of God. So God, if you're going to love us in that way, let us imitate that love in the life of another. Help us, God, to not to stop declaring. I speak this over somebody's husband who's been declaring their love but not demonstrating it. God, help us to demonstrate love. I'm, I'm declaring this over some child's life that has been detached from their, their parent. But they swear that they love them, but God, I need them to demonstrate that love. Help us to demonstrate that love, God, we pray. Let it be tangible. Let people feel their love, our love for them. And God, help us, God. You're going to have to help us. Pray for us, God. Somebody's going to have to pray for us. God, because we need to love people despite of them. But God, we'll still love them with wisdom. We can love the wicked from afar because we need wisdom to love them. But God, as you loved us with our shortcomings, matter of fact, as folk have loved us with, with our shortcomings, God, help us to love somebody else. Somebody say, we all got them. We all got shortcomings, God. So God, help us love somebody else with shortcomings. And God, let us die to ourselves. Let us love with no agenda. For God, you had no agenda, God. Your son had no agenda but to do the agenda of the Father. Help us to love folk with that agenda. And God, our prayer, God, is we try to change them. Matter of fact, we try to bring them to the altar. We try to have folk lay hands on them. We thought delivering services would change them, God. But we know, God, only you can do so. So God, as we love them, We pray, God, that they put their hope in love. And matter of fact, God, be drawn back to you. For with loving kindness have you drawn us. And do a work on them, God, we pray. We love you, we adore you. Do a work on our love so you can do a work on somebody that we trying to love because they trying us, God. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And every believer said, thank God and amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. There may be somebody this morning who says, I need to give my life to Christ. I don't know what this pastor is talking about, but something in my spirit says, I need to know this God that he's declaring. If that's you, you can make the best decision of your life today.
All you got to do is believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. And the Bible says you can be saved. That's you this morning. Just put in the comment box, I want to be saved. That's anybody in the house this morning. Just lift your hand and say, I want to be saved. Hallelujah. 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 Can you come in? Would you mind coming up here? Come up here. Hallelujah. 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 Let me tell you something. The Bible says that it's better to be a dog than a dead lion. In other words, what that means is as long as God gives us breath, he's given us hope. And every day, watch this, the Bible says we get new mercies every day. In other, mean, other words, that means because you're here, because God has woken you up, he's extended his love towards you. Somebody say today. And, it, and watch this, I need you to know, despite of what you've done, despite of where you've been, God says, I love you. And all you're doing today is moving in response to God's love towards you. And this is what the Bible says. So I just want you to be clear. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, we can be saved. So what are we confessing? We're confessing that we all jacked up. All of us have said that we're sinners in need of a savior. This same God that I'm speaking of, I can't speak of him without needing him. So, the, so I confess that I need God. And then I confess that, I, that his son is the only savior. That I believe that his son died for me. That I believe that his son only did what the father told him to do. Watch this because of his love for me. If you can confess that with your mouth and believe that with your heart. Pop says you're saved. And not only that. I'm not saying this is going to be easy. I'm not saying your life is going to be perfect today, tomorrow, even an hour from now. But what you are saying is that I'm a, with all of my heart, I'm going to try my best to be led by the Lord. When we confess that, that's all we're saying. I mess up. I mess up daily. But all I do is get back up and try to be led by God. If you can do that, the Bible says you're saved. Do you believe that? Amen. Let me pray for you. Let's pray for her. I want y'all to know this is a demonstration of this message. Did God, God says, I'm going to demonstrate my love today. And God is using you to help them. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your daughter. We thank you for her heart. Cause her to know, God, that she is the apple of your eye. God, cause her to know, God, that she is fearfully and wonderfully made. God, cause her to know, God, that you love her with a love that does not fail. No matter what she does, no matter where she goes, God, your love will always follow her. And we thank you for that. Now keep her, God, strengthen her for the journey ahead. I pray, God, that we can be a body of believers that will demonstrate God's love for her. God, let this not just be something I'm saying from the pulpit, God, but help us demonstrate your love for her. God, keep her, God, and cause her to know. Your son said, anybody that you put in, the, in his hand, no man can snatch away. Her salvation is secure, God, we pray. And heaven is rejoicing. And we rejoice with heaven as well. Let us clap our hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, what's your name again? Claudia. Hey, Claudia, I want you to do me a favor. You see this young lady right here, Deacon and Cindy? I want you to see her, and then I also um, 
Miss Jackie, if you can be with Deacon and Cindy right after church. All right, we're going to give you some more information and we're going to make sure that you know this is the best decision you ever made. Amen. Amen. You can go back to your seat. Let's give God a hand. And now there may be somebody who says, I, I want to be connected to this local body. Listen, there's churches that can have service after service after service and nobody gets saved. Time is out for churches to be doing it. I told the church at our annual meeting that that's unacceptable, that folk don't get saved in God's house. And you may be saying, I want to be connected with this kind of church. If that's you, put that in the comment box. I want to join this church. I want to be in covenant with this church. If there's anybody here who's not a member who says, I want to be a member of this church, you can just lift your hands as well. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. Let's give God another hand clap of praise. I'm going to ask Pastor Cole. Pastor Cole, if you don't mind taking us further in the service. If anybody got anything out of the service today, give God a hand clap of praise. I am not Pastor Cole. <laughs> Pastor Key told me to make that clear. <laughs> but I'm just going to do our announcements really quickly. Um, and then Pastor Cole is going to come up and close us out. Um, do we have any first-time visitors? It's your very first time. I saw you, baby, before. I know it's not your first time. <laughs> okay. Um, well, quickly, just two church announcements. Um, small Business Sunday, if you are a small business owner and a member of the Way Church, we want to both highlight and patronize you this month. We have a sign-up sheet in the rear of the sanctuary. Um, Chloe, do you mind raising your hand? For any interested business owners, please see Chloe as well, because we want the congregation to be aware of the products and services that many of our small business owners at the church have to offer. We will host a small business Sunday on Sunday, February 27th in the fellowship hall. Okay. Sunday, February 27th. That's next Sunday. Right. And we're also, if you've been getting this week at the way, we're going to be in African attire. If you have it, um, that following Sunday also. So on March the 6th, you all probably saw this, and this week at the way, Pastor Keith was reminding me that we're going to have what's called a day of love, where after service, we're going to have a short service in, no, just worship only in the sanctuary, and then from there, we're going to go and serve in the community, okay? That's March 6th, so that way you know how to address appropriately, because we'll be serving right after. Um, so that's March 6th, and it's also in this week at the way if you receive the emails. Then lastly, save the date Sunday, March 20th. We will celebrate our fourth church anniversary, our fourth church anniversary. Amen. God has been so good to us. Just four years old, God has been good. And this year's theme will be the return, the return of God's people, the rebuilding of God's place, and the reviving of God's promise to us. Amen. Um, I want to do the black history moment, and then I'm going to have Pastor, um, well, Pastor Cole will come up and finish the offering and a benediction. So let's go to our black history moment. Looks like his name is covered up just a tad bit, but his name is Garrett Morgan. And with only an elementary school education, Garrett Morgan began his career as a sewing machine mechanic. He went on to um, patent several inventions, including an improved sewing machine, a hair straightening product, a respiratory device that would later provide the blueprint for World War I gas mask and the traffic signal. Morgan came up with the idea of an improved traffic light when he witnessed a car accident at an intersection in the city. Morgan was inspired to add a yield light to warn other drivers of an oncoming stop, of an upcoming stop. I'm 
my apologies. He took out a patent for his creation and it was granted in 1923. But he eventually sold the rights to General Electric for $40,000. <laughs> but that was a lot in 1923, I'm sure. Uh, but as we all know, those traffic lights are everywhere. Um, and so he's credited and he has the patent for creating the yield light, which is the yellow light. Uh, Morgan improved and saved countless lives worldwide, including those of firefighters, soldiers, and vehicle operators. With his profound inventions, his work provided the blueprint for many important advancements that came later and continues to inspire and serve as a basis for research conducted by modern day inventors and engineers. That's our Black History Moment, Garrett Morgan. Let us receive Pastor Cole. Praise the Lord. I'm just so grateful for everybody that is in the house on today. How many people know that was an awesome word on today? I'm sorry. I, I, it just, as much as you think you know about love, and then he comes with a simple message that hits you so hard and reminds you how much you don't know about love and, and how, how you should see it. Because so many times, so many people say they love you. But it's not demonstrated. It's, there's so many different ways that we could show love. And he made it so plain. So, uh, you know, one of the things that I always do with the word is now I got to go through the checklist in my life. I got to go through the checklist with my friends, with my family, with my co-workers. What, if I'm going to take the word and hear it, now it's time to apply it. Is that all right for everybody? And this is another way we can apply the word is through our offering. Is that okay? And this is also for the people that are online. Here at the Way Church, we give according to Acts, I mean, 2 Corinthians 9 and 7. And it simply is like this. It is our desire that every person is a cheerful giver. Somebody say cheerful. So we encourage each and every one of you to decide in your heart first what you should give and commit to that. In addition to giving in person, there are several ways to give online, and I believe it's also on your screen. Please refer to those things and the people online. Go ahead and look at those. You can start giving right now if you haven't started yet. You can go ahead. We have people in the building that are able to collect it. They have the offering envelopes. You can give through Cash App. You can give through online through our website with the Give button. You can even and mail it in if you want to go ahead and I don't even know how much stamps cost. Anybody know how much a stamp costs right now? I, I don't know. Just, oh, how much? You, you know how much a stamp costs? $5? 50 cents for one stamp? My God. Huh, it's, oh, email is free. You're right. So whatever way you choose to give, we thank God for it. That is the way that we're able to keep the doors open. That is the way we are able to give to the community. That is the way that we can also, you can go ahead and commit to whatever you desire in your heart. But not only that, we also know that God has a large plan for us. And he's given Pastor Keith a vision. And the vision came through the God's four for four plan. No, we're not talking about Wendy's, but God gave him a vision. Oh, somebody been to Wendy's before? Oh, praise the Lord. Well, this is God's four for four plan from Pastor Keith's vision. God has promised a future property. Save some of them four for four and put it in the property. So we must be faithful to his plan. Remember, we're asking you to pray consistently, plant and promote with faith that the Lord will provide all the things that we need in abundance. When you give to our building fund, please remember to indicate in the offering envelope or electronically, whichever way you get, choose to give, the words, our land. Somebody say, our land. Not Pastor Keith, 
not just you, our land. This will ensure the finance team we put in the right place tracks the funds appropriately. Our focus scripture for this week is Deuteronomy 25 and 19. Is that all right? And we thank everybody for worshiping with us on today. Can y'all stand up? If you're able to, if you are able. And thank you again for everybody viewing online. We love you. We're glad that you're staying connected on this week. So regardless if you're watching this live right now or if it's a replay, we thank God for you tuning in. Please apply this word. Don't just take it as another moment. Love is something gracious. We thank God for the person that, that was brave enough that God touched their heart through the word. And they came. Think back to your moment when you knew you needed the Father. Like he said, it wasn't the fact that you had heard so many scriptures. You saw that love being demonstrated in your life. Think about it. Think about how you thought you could do it on your own. And that didn't work out. But God continually demonstrated his love in your life. Now, if you can remember that, turn to somebody next to you and say, I love you. Turn to somebody and say, I love you. Somebody needed to hear that on today. Say, I love you. Tell somebody, say, I love you. So many things have been said to people that was not in a loving manner. Now, let's not just be about saying it. This week was demonstrated. Pastor Keith already gave us all the steps. Let's go ahead and work that out. The Christian church has a bad reputation. And it's because we're not showing our love that God has shown to us. Let the way church of Tampa Bay at least be the thing that shows the difference. To the point where people say, what church do you go to? is the God you serve and then you can tell them I'm not perfect I'm just trying to show some love so as your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed dear heavenly father we thank you that your whole book is actually about love you sent your son because you loved us God we thank you on this morning that we received your love just once again God, for every person that until this moment didn't realize that you love them, God. Touch their hearts. Touch their minds in this moment, God. Let them know that not all hope is lost. Because you still love them. You still have a place for them in your house. You said you prepared it. For every person that's at home that couldn't even make it out of the bed, let them know that you loved them. You cared for them. God, let somebody come and demonstrate that love to them on this week. We thank you. Keep us until we see you again. God, let us reach out to someone that we know we need to show love to on this week. Until we meet again, God, let us be imitators of your word. In Jesus' mighty name, and the people of God said amen, and amen again. We'll see you all next. I'm confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident. 
because God is sovereign. And whenever our sovereign God sends us a message for a reason, he wants us to respond. My prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.